Welcome to Eye on Retirement. Brad Rosley, a certified financial planner with a 25-year career focused on retirement, investment, and tax planning for successful individuals. The goal of the show is to teach people what they need to know to be able to enjoy a great retirement lifestyle. We'll be interviewing successful people from all walks of life and allowing you to learn from them. We'll also inform you about economic policy and how our state and federal government policies may impact our lives now and in the future. And if there are any moves you should be considering, tune in and subscribe to learn and be informed about what it takes to make it in today's world. Hi, this is Brad Rossi. Thanks for tuning in today to our podcast, Eye on Retirement. I want to introduce you to my guest, Chris Kalivas. Hello, Chris. Hi, Brad. Thanks for having me. Chris and I both work for my firm, FortuneFinancialGroup.com. We are a firm that works with clients all over the country. And we are putting on this podcast to help educate people on numerous retirement and tax-related topics. Today's topic is none other than Roth IRA conversions. It's a little bit misnamed. It's really the conversion of a traditional IRA or an IRA rollover into a Roth IRA. And Chris, why don't we start by explaining some of the very basics. What's the difference between a traditional IRA, a rollover IRA, and a Roth IRA? Well, Brad, a traditional IRA or a rollover IRA, let me actually go back and explain what a rollover IRA is. A rollover IRA is maybe an old 401k or 403b or an old employer retirement plan that when you no longer worked at that company, you rolled it over into a brokerage company, say Charles Schwab or something, and then it became a rollover IRA. So you can have one of these IRAs, a rollover IRA, or you can have a contributory IRA, traditional. And that money is all pre-tax. So, you know, when you had the job and the rollover IRA, the 401k, you took the money out before you pay taxes on it and put it into this account. So this bucket of money has not been taxed. A Roth IRA is the opposite. You contributed to this Roth IRA after the dollars had been taxed. So now we've just got two different tax buckets, a pre-tax bucket and a post-tax bucket. You could create that Roth IRA uh, either through contributions annually if you qualify, right? And they have a higher threshold than the uh, traditional IRA. So some people do that. Yep. But when you don't have that, Brad, what do you, you mean? What do you mean when you say threshold? Well, there's an income limitation. If you make too much money, you can't contribute, correct? Right, right. And so today's topic is is Roth IRA conversions. And the reason why now this is a hot topic, it's really a little bit misnamed. It's really a traditional or IRA rollover conversion into a Roth IRA. Now, when you do this, you have to pay tax on the money you convert. Now, most CPAs who do tax returns aren't real excited about this because they measure some of their net worth or their their helpfulness on how much they can help you minimize current taxes. And if you convert some money that you have in a retirement account like this that's never been taxed, 
you end up having to pay more tax today. So again, the answer to why now is this. Historically low income tax rates. Thanks to the 2017 Tax Act under President Trump, we're at historically low taxes. So depending on your tax rate, you're going to see lower income taxes. And those lower income taxes may make it much more attractive for you to actually convert your, your traditional IRA, or some of it anyways, into a Roth IRA. So that's why now is the time, because those rates might go up in the future. And if they do go up, this won't be as attractive. And when you pull the money out, that's when you'll be stuck paying the income tax. And a potentially, and I say potentially because no one knows, a higher tax rate. Now, Chris, if and when you do this, how do you figure out if you think this is a good thing for you to do? Well, first of all, Brad, you want to, you, you want to take a look at your income. So, um, and you want to find out what income tax bracket that you are currently in, right? So if you're in a high income tax bracket, this isn't a strategy for you right now. We want to wait until your taxes are lower. Um, but I would say if you're in that 22% tax bracket, um, even 24 for some, you know, depending on how you, what your forward income is going to be, um, you might want to look at converting those dollars. And remember that these dollars that you convert is going to add to your income tax bracket. So if you make, say, $100,000 and you want to convert 20, your income level for tax purposes is now 120000 So if you can see the chart on the screen, which I'm hoping you can all see this, there's a window. Well, first of all, most people don't understand that our tax code, this is the federal tax code, is a progressive tax. So if you're married filing jointly, your first $19,900 of taxable income, it's not all income, it's taxable, it's after your deductions, is taxed at only 10%. And then you go between, so then the next dollar after that, not the first 19.9, but the next dollar after that is taxed at 12%, all the way up to $81,050. And that's going to increase next year in both those numbers. And so, for example, if you're making, making $60,000 taxable income, and you have the ability to convert some of your IRA rollover from the past, say, the difference between the $60,000 and the $81,050, that $21,000 is taxed at an unbelievably attractive rate long term, only 12%. So what happens, whatever your money is, if you make that conversion into a Roth IRA, you'll get a 1099R form next year that'll say, hey, you converted this much money. You have to add the amount of money you converted onto your income tax return as ordinary income. So in my example, it'd be, it would be an extra $21,000 of taxable income. You multiply them that times 12%, and that'll tell you the tax due. Now, Chris, when that tax is due, what are your two options for how you pay that tax? Yeah, good, good question, Brad. You can... When you're filling it out, when you're filling the form out, you can do what's called gross or net. Um, if you want to say you're, again, we're using the same example of taking and converting $20,000, you can say, I want to convert $20,000 plus the taxes. So you're going to be pulling out, say, 
$3,000 out of your accounts and you're going to take the taxes out. Or you can say, I want to pull out $20,000 and take the taxes out of that $20,000. Now, brokerage companies will ask you when you do that, would you like to withhold your tax break rate? And you can click on the form there and they will send your taxes directly to the IRS. But that's the decision to make um, of whether you want to do it with the taxes and the amount of the conversion or without. Well, of course, if you don't have the taxes withhold withheld, you have to come up with that money out of pocket come tax filing day. Now, not everybody has that money sitting around. Most people have the lion's share of their money for retirement saved up in retirement. Ideally, I think you'd like to have all the money rolled over and left into the Roth IRA, and then I would be able to pay that tax out of a separate account somewhere, whether it be a savings account or a money market or checking or wherever you might keep your money. Yeah, that's the ideal situation, Brad, for right. sure, because you don't want to be saving all these years for just to pay your taxes out of it. And another nice thing with converting it into the Roth is you have those years and years and years of it then accumulating tax-free. Well, it's not the end of the point. world if you don't. Right. If you, it's not the end of the world if you can't. But if you can, that would be right. the problem. I would say that I take it beyond the twelve percent bracket. Most people are extremely happy to pay twenty-two percent that we work with. Yep. Let alone twenty-four. So literally, up to three hundred twenty-nine thousand dollars of income. You're only paying 24%. Now, the next jump to 32, that's a bigger jump you know, for people. But paying 24% for a lot of people is not a bad thing. And we don't know what's going to happen to future tax rates, do we? Of course not. But we do know that the government is acquiring more and more and more and more debt. And one of their ways to climb out of it is to tax people. And, oh, by the way, there's trillions of dollars in retirement plans. What if they were to tax those at distribution? I like the idea of having a tax-free bucket of money to potentially pull from, to give me more, more choices, or almost a form of tax diversification come my retirement income years. So Chris, following that line of thought, what are some of the other benefits or how, how does it go if you want to tap into this Roth IRA? What are the stipulations on that? Right, Brad. So the it does have a few rules with it. So the first one is it has a five-year clock on it from when you deposit that first dollar. So what does that mean? It means you cannot touch that money for five years. Now, you're ultimately not supposed to touch it until you're 59 and a half um, without a penalty. However, it's got the five-year lock where you're really not supposed to touch any of the earnings. Let me go back and um, clarify that. It's the five-year clock starts with all your contributions. And you can always take out your con your contributions after $5, five years in one day. They are your money. It's already been taxed. But the accumulation of that money cannot be taken out before you're 59 and a half without a 10% penalty. So for example, if you you had $5,000 and it grew to $8,000. The first $5,000 you take out is your money not taxed. Again, you've already paid tax on it, correct? Correct. Yeah. Yeah. There are a couple of exceptions to that, Brad. You can take out up to $10,000 of the accumulation, say, for a first-time home purchase. Also, if you are unemployed and you need to pay health care. 
So the government does have some exceptions to that rule where you can tap into that accumulation. But the nice thing that is, is that after that five-year spot, you can touch those contributions. Not that we want you to, but in need, you can. And also another, another nice thing about Roth IRAs is, as Brad alluded, it gives you that tax diversification. You really want to let this money grow and grow and grow and accumulate tax-free. Um, so up for debate a little bit, um, you know, in general, it's nice to keep this last bucket um, when you're retired, or at least have the, uh, the diversification of having a bucket where it will never be taxed again. So if you have got huge capital gains in it, you don't have to pay capital gains taxes on it. Right on. That's great. Well, and also, we don't know if, if for example, uh, depending on what administration's in office, and they may want to tax the heck out of people or, or tax Social Security, for example, a lot more. If you take out ordinary income from your retirement accounts, you may be happy to take money out of this account. And it may not impact adversely your social security income being taxed, right? Or Medicare supplement for that matter. Right. And I was going to, uh, Brad, on that note, um, why don't you talk a little bit about the IRMA surcharge? Well, why don't you jump right in? <laughs> well, there is a uh, surcharge. You can actually, in retirement, make too much money. So you've got your social security um, and what if you're receiving a pension and then all of a sudden at 72, you've got to take these RMDs from your IRA. It's alphabet soup. Um, and if you make too much money, Medicare is going to put a surcharge tax on you. So we always want to plan and make sure that you are not going to hit that IRMA surcharge. Very good. One other benefit that we haven't hit on yet, um, a lot of our clients a little bit older, and they've accumulated a lot of wealth in their 401ks, which are now been rolled over to IRAs. And whether they want the money or not, Uncle Sam wants you to give them your IRA money, the tax from your IRA, sooner rather than later. Right now, when you turn 72, you have to look into doing with something that's called a required minimum distribution. Whether you need the money or not, the government makes you take distributions out of your IRAs or IRA rollovers and therefore pay the tax on those distributions. The money is taxed as your ordinary income rate. Now, should you have a Roth IRA, you're not required to take out a distribution. So it has really a doubly positive impact of converting IRAs when you're younger. Number one, that means your IRA balance at RMD time will be lower. So your distribution that's required, which is simply a percentage of your year-end balance, will be smaller. So you have to take out less and less every year. And number two, you'll have a Roth IRA that will be growing tax-free forever. And so, for example, right now, I'm doing this exact thing with some of my clients that they're happy to pay whether it be 12 or 22 or 24% tax, now shrinking their IRA balance, and they're not 72 yet, but they're going to make that IRA balance lower because not only do they take the amount that they're converting out, but whatever that amount would have grown to over time is now not part of their taxable IRA. It's part of their, their tax-free, if you will, Roth IRA. So that's one of the other big benefits. Chris, do you have any of those uh, situations come up as well? 
Yeah. In fact, um, Brad, I have a client that they retired this year at 63 and they're not going to start taking their social security until 65. So um, next year they have no income. So we're going to convert all the way up to the 22% tax bracket of his rollover IRA. Um, And he's thrilled to be paying 22% instead of he's been paying 34%. Well, actually, he's paying a combination of 10%, 12%, and then some at 22, right? Yeah, right. Well, true. So um, let me get, I have one other benefit of the sure. Roth that I wanted to tap on, um, especially of the conversion. Um, if you just want to do a contributory Roth, number one, it's hard to do if you make too much money because there is the income phase outs that we mentioned earlier. Um but even if you can, if you're over, if you're under 50, you can put in $6,000. If you're over 50, you can add another thousand. So it's only a total of 7,000 a year. If you do a conversion, the amount is unlimited, uh, you know, as much as you want to pay the uh, taxes up to or up to the tax bucket. So right. you can move a lot more money into the tax-free bucket. Fantastic. Well, thanks for sharing. Um, Chris, if listeners want to reach out to you for more information, how can they get a hold of you? Uh, they can get me at Chris, C-R-I-S, at fortunefinancialgroup.com. Great. And our website is also fortunefinancialgroup.com. Chris and I have been working together now for several years. We're both certified financial planners, and we're working with clients from all over the country. If you have any other questions, please let us know. I also have a YouTube channel, Brad Rosley's uh, YouTube channel, and a blog under the same name. We will be doing these these podcasts and YouTube videos um, for as long as we can come up with good topics that you guys are looking for information on. We can help you save taxes and grow your and grow your wealth for your retirement plan. I want to thank you all for listening, and um, feel free to give us a like if you won't mind if you enjoyed the podcast and uh, check in with us in the future as we will be we will be adding to our list of podcasts on numerous topics. Thanks for listening. Have a great day. Bye. Bye. You've been listening to Eye on Retirement. Brad Rosley is a certified financial planner with a 25-year career focused on retirement, investment, and tax planning for successful individuals. We hope you've gotten some useful and practical information from the show. And we hope you had fun along the way. We know we did. Make sure to like, rate, and review the show. And find us on social media. Till next time, this is Eye on Retirement. Signing off.